Hey, welcome back. Three welcome fucking back. weeks. <laughs> I don't even know how long it's been. I don't even remember what our last episode was. I think it was the Amy Dumb one. But, no, our last episode was our horror date stories, which I am still in the midst of editing. Well, okay, yeah, guys. the Amy Dumb was the last one that we uploaded. Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, guys. We had a bit of a hiatus. Um, you know, obviously, I lost the war with my MacBook. Um, <laughs> if anyone wants to buy a MacBook that doesn't fucking work, please let me know. Um, my friend was telling me I could sell it on, like, eBay, but I don't know. I just can't sell something to, like, a random person, so I'm just going to try to get Apple to buy it back for me because it's not, <laughs> it's not my fault y'all can't fix your fucking computer, you know? Wait, no. That just reminded me of this woman who was... <laughs> She spent her last $200 on a MacBook <laughs> And I was like, why would you spend your last $200 on a MacBook from eBay? That literally didn't make sense. For anyone that needed a translation, um, Armani was laughing about a story of a woman that bought a MacBook off of eBay and she spent her last $200 on it and I guess it didn't work. So that that's what was she, she was talking about. I'm sorry. I know it's not funny because she was crying in the video, but I was cackling. I couldn't help myself. It, I can't help but laugh at other people's misfortune, which is probably why I have so much of it. But now we're recording on my new laptop. Wait, I have a. I need to. I need to tell you something. Didn't wasn't it us who had the conversation about the person? (laughs) Let's talk about nine eleven. Was that us who had the conversation? We couldn't figure out who, who, which singer said something like, "Let's talk about nine eleven at a concert." No, that was not us. (laughs) Was that no? Okay, that was me and Elena. Anyways, I found it was Mariah. She said something like, and what about 9-11? And people were like, like, was she like, all right, and I'll give it up for 9-11. Like, no. No, she didn't give it up for 9-11. She just said something really weird about 9-11, and everybody in the crowd was like, okay, right? But sorry, sorry to interrupt you. That was definitely Elena, and I will be contacting her after this to tell her I figured out who it was. Um, but yeah, no, I got a new Lenovo computer, um, and it knew who it was going to because the little like film thing that was on it, the tag, the serial number said fag, so that was perfect. Um, but let me take our little like, and I'm gonna we're gonna be posting. You'll you guys will see it on the gram story. It's a little picture of us like finally recording again because things are back to normal. Yes. I look like I'm being held up. Wait, let me do the line and then. What are you doing? The hostage. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what it looks like. Because why am I in a dark room? Like, babe, turn on the light. We're recording and Armani is also a hostage. Glad you could fit it into your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I'm so glad that the guy who took me let me record still. Um, so today's episode, don't really know what we're talking about. Um, Makana, it, it, well, I 
Oh, this is the situationship one, right? Yes. So I'll have stuff to add. I just didn't do any research. But, of course, let's give them an update. Life updates first. Let's start with you, Makana. Okay. Um, Life updates. What's going on? Well. Okay. You guys didn't hear what was just said, but I'm very proud of Makana for coming this far. (laughs) Who would have thought? I didn't. I sure didn't. Anyway, back to the updates. Armani and I both did a thing. So stay tuned for updates, further updates on that. Um, But other than that, I am so excited for this coming weekend because it's going to be Halloween. Halloween's on a Monday, which is lame. But on Saturday, I'm doing a bar crawl, which I'm really, really excited Mm -hmm. for. That should be fun. And my costume, I'm doing... Jennifer, but like the homecoming scene in the pool house from Jennifer's body. So I have like mm-hmm. a white corset, like a long white like skirt thing, but of course my ass is still gonna be out. Duh. And then of course like a lot of blood. And then I have a black wig and I'm gonna like contour my face to look like Megan. Love. Purr. Are you gonna dress up for Halloween this year? Um, so uh, maybe I'm going out for Halloween. I don't really know yet. I feel like I haven't actually like, so last year I did go out for Halloween and I was the black swan from black swan. And honestly, that was such a slay. I loved Love. that. But that was like the first time as an adult that I think I've dressed up and went out for Halloween. So it's not something I normally do. It just seems like a very stressful like, I just feel like the pressure of like getting a good costume together you know what I mean? It's just very, it's very stressful. So I usually actually don't go out for Halloween. Um, it's actually my I mean, last favorite year, thing in the world. Last year I could because I was working and I didn't have school. But since I've been in school for so long, like, so, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to hit my mic. But I have two exams the upcoming week. Oof. So Halloween weekend. And then I have two exams the first week of November. So that's why I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I can afford to be hungover for like a whole day. But I don't know. We'll see. Do I have any other updates? Oh, Molly has been so weird this week. I don't know what it is. She has always been like a little scaredy cat, you know, with like people primarily, which I understand, you know, she was abused and she was, you know, left in a house because her previous owners are going to die in hell, fiery death, because they left her in the house by herself with her puppies. And they abused her because she, like, has a cut on the back of her head. So, she's always been a scaredy cat. But now, she is scared of, like, this part of my living room. There's nothing here that's scary. She just is, like, creeping when she comes in here. And then, like, when she, like, goes to get on the couch, you know, in, like, cartoons when, like, Scooby-Doo runs and his legs go in, like, circles. That's literally what she does. Like, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're actually being dramatic. Like, she dropped one of my vases. Thank God it didn't break. But she literally dropped one of my vases the other day because she was being dramatic. I was like, can you not? Can not mess up the living room? We don't have a big enough house right now to be acting like this. And she, I I can see it. I can see it calculated in her eyes. She wants to jump over my side table. 
which she did do when I first moved in, but I also had a different setup. And I swear to God, if she does that, I'll kill her because there's so much there and so much is going to break. I'm praying that that will not happen for your sake and for Molly's sake. I just can't figure out what she's afraid of. A ghost. Don't say that. It's October. Okay, well, can it move? Probably not until... I actually just read a scary short story about this lady who was being followed around by her great aunt's dead baby corpse. Like, her great aunt never lived past a baby, like a six-month-old baby, and then she was like... Haunted by this, like, the what was baby. the baby doing? Just like crawling behind her? Yeah, just like hanging out. Okay. And she said one time, maybe maybe out. it's my aunt, but like, I mean, it is kind of by the window, which makes sense because she smoked a lot of cigarettes. So could be. But like, can like she's not doing like nothing's happening? Can my dog stop being <laughs> so dramatic? So what's going on in your life? As some of you may know, if you follow my Instagram, I got fucking viral pink eye, not bacterial pink eye. And just pray to the Lord himself that if you get pink eye, it's bacterial pink eye because they can actually treat it. Viral pink eye, you're shit out of luck. So then when I got it, I was like, oh, it's probably bacterial pink eye. So I get antibiotic drops. They start using the antibiotic drops. It's not helping, not working. Then it spreads to my other eyes and I have pink eye in both of my eyes. But I was like, if this is the worst of it, like it's not that bad. It proceeded to get so much worse, like absolutely horrific. Um, I started noticing pink eye symptoms last, not this past Tuesday, but two Tuesdays ago, I guess. Um, Or two, yeah, wait, yeah. Not this past Tuesday, a Tuesday before that. And um, by Monday, my eyes were bloodshot and one of my eyes was almost completely swollen. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to urgent care to make sure I don't go blind. The urgent care lady was like, this is not bacterial pink eye. This is most definitely viral pink eye. Um, I can give you these like drops, whatever, but it's going to have to clear up on its own. I was like, fuck, okay. So then Tuesday, it gets much worse. Both of my eyes are pretty swollen, but I still go to school. And I start experiencing the flu-like symptoms that can come with viral pink eye. Literally just felt like I got the shit beat out of me. And I was like, okay. I'm not going to go to class tomorrow because I feel like awful and my eyes hurt so bad because they were so swollen. And then um, I on Wednesday, I was in so much pain, I started crying because my eyes, like it hurt to blink. I couldn't sleep because my eyes were burning so bad um, every time I like closed my eyes. So then I went to like an eye doctor ER place and... If you guys are squeamish, you may not want to listen to this next part. But I go to the eye doctor, and she's like, okay, well, we're going to scrape your membranes. For those of you who don't know what a membrane is, I think that your eye probably naturally has a very thin membrane. But when you get an eye infection like I have, it forms this, like, mucousy film over your eyes, essentially. And... It's probably the virus replicating in your eye or something. So she's like, all right, we're going to scrape your membrane. So she proceeds to flip my eyelid with a Q-tip. I would like to say um, I thought I wanted to be a doctor when I was a kid. And then I realized that I didn't like things like this. And I just want to tell everyone listening that when Arani first told me this, it ruined my day. It really did. This was like watching. Well, it ruined your day. 
You think it ruined your day. Imagine being the one who's getting it done. That is true. Just to say my condolences. So, yeah. So she flips my eyelid. She gets a Q-tip and starts scraping my fucking eyeball and picking up the mucus with fucking tweezers. It was the most pain I've ever been in in my entire life. Um, I nearly passed out. I was literally gripping the chair for dear life. And she was like, you can't keep backing up. And I was like, girl, I was so much pain. So then they give me steroid drops. I go home the next day. It literally feels like my, somebody punched me in both of my eyes. They're still pretty swollen. But, um, once I got the steroid drops, my eyes brand fucking new. Now, um, they look so much better. They're not swollen. They're not even red anymore. Um, one of my eyes is still a little bit swollen, the one that was really bad. But other than that, I think it's almost cleared up. Um, so basically, moral of the story is uh, if someone in your life has pink eye, don't play around. Do not see them. Um, but yeah, so strange enough, me and Makana are both involved with Scorpios right now, mm-hmm. which is like weird because we've always done this. Like I swear. And it's not, I mean, obviously it's not on purpose. There's no way that we can plan this, but it's just weird that this has happened at least twice. I think it's just because I think when you have lifelong friendships with people, you just get connected in weird ways. Like with Morgan, I'm connected to her, like, physically, even though she is hours away from me and has been for, like, the past 10 years. But, for example, if something happens to her, it happens to me, like, within the same 48 hours, um, usually less, and in, in a different way, but, you know, in a weirdly similar way. So, like, a weird cosmetic connection. One time I woke up and I was like, motherfucker, like, started at like in the middle of the night you know when you just can't warm your feet up and you're like i'm gonna die my feet were so cold all night all morning all night oh okay anyway um and i was i texted her and i was like it was probably like 10 a.m at that point i was like i don't know what's happening my feet will not warm up and it was probably like february and she sleeps until like noon she woke up texted me she was like oh yeah i left my window open in the middle of the night and right by my feet it was like 28 degrees i was like this is why my feet are fucking cold fuck you um so maybe our like dating histories like cosmetically align i think that they must i am cringing listening to myself say cosmically as cosmetically so we're just gonna pretend that didn't happen okay bye we are both sagittarius's so right and our birthdays are like literally right next to each other. By the way, me and McConnell get to see each other in like T minus less than a month because yeah. the concert. Wait, wait. Oh my god! And I'm so excited. Another thing uh, that I wanted to talk. Oh, because we haven't been on here since the Dahmer document, or not the Dahmer documentary, but the Dahmer show came out. But um, I will say. They, even though the subject matter is fucked up and there's people that are just fucked up that were making fucked up TikToks about it. Evan Peters is a phenomenal actor. Oh, yeah. I mean, I literally thought he was Jeffrey Dahmer. He is a phenomenal actor. They could not have picked anybody it, better. For it that made day. it so uneasy, which yeah. also, you know, made it so, like, scary. Realistic. Yeah, and HS, uh, the new season just came out. I don't know if you started watching it yet, but I wonder if he's, he's in that. He might not be, though, if he's been filming Dom or maybe he didn't join the season. But 
Um, Maybe I think not. I might watch the first episode with Elena tonight. I watched it. It's interesting. Oh, you did watch it. Yeah, who's, I started it. Who's in the season? Who's in the season? I can't remember if Evan is in it or not. I don't think he's popped up yet. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of people that I don't that have like that are new to the American Horror Story franchise. Um, but there are a couple like pop ups, but not like big people. I'm actually gonna look it up on Wikipedia, but yeah, I think in general those are my those are my big updates. Um, I'm sure I'll tell stories later, you know, once they they come back to me. But really, it's just been Sewell, Pink Eye, cute. I did get my first 100 on a quiz in grad school. Woo! <gasps> Yay! We love that. Yeah. Okay, since you're going to be a doctor, I've just decided that I'm also going to be a doctor one day, just, you know, in a different field. You got the microbiology, and I'll just do the politics and gender studies side. Yeah. Wait. We would be such a dynamic duo. Right. We really would. Um, and then once we actually have our PhDs, we can really take this podcast to the next level and actually talk about things that we know about. <laughs> um, but for now, we're just going to wing it. But I feel like also talking about cosmic alignments, you know, we are now both involved with Scorpios and monogamy which is part of what we're talking about today as well um we're kind of going to be talking about like relationships polyamory monogamy and situationships because i feel like that is a very common trope relationship trope that people are in nowadays yeah Um, so i guess i can just go into it from there um I was going to start out with, like, what polyamory is just because I also listen to this podcast that I, like, goes into some of the things that I'm going to be talking about, too. And then it kind of just flows into monogamy from there. Um, And Armani has not listened to this podcast, so she's kind of just going to sit here and learn along with everyone else. And we can, again, do a little, uh, what was it? What is that one pocket crime junkie where the one person talks and the other one's what? like, they were more like, oh my god, so they did this one did this. Okay. Amazing. Perfect. Okay. So, first of all, for anyone that doesn't know what polyamory is, it's the non possessive, honest, responsible, and ethical philosophy and practice of loving multiple people people simultaneously so polyamory is not someone cheating on someone with different partners that's not what polyamory is it has to be consensual big difference so per the polyamory society polyamory emphasizes consciously choosing how many partners you're going to be involved with so it could be one person, multiple people. You can be polyamorous and still only have one partner um, because that partner can also have other partners. Super complicated. Um, polyamory is an umbrella term which integrates traditional multi-partner relationships, but also a lot of more evolved terms. <clears throat> 
And it also embraces sexual equality and all sexual orientations towards an expanded circle of spousal intimacy and love. So I actually, I've gotten, my TikTok just gets into like these weird, like deep trenches, I guess. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but um, like I'll Google something for the podcast and then my I get something super niche from what I Googled on my TikTok. And I'm like, okay. So this one polyamory couple, well, I can't remember what they called, what a whole polyamory group is called, but they all had different sexualities and they weren't all dating each other. You know, of course. I saw the TikTok that you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's what I kind of thought of when, you know, there's a lot of sexual orientations. Um, I know straight people do polyamory a lot, but I feel, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's really common with, you know, LGBT, which I feel like that goes, just goes in with queer people already being outside of the bounds of societal expectations. So, um, but polyamory can also be called, you know, ethical non-monogamy or intentional non-monogamy, um, ENM. So all of that. <clears throat> and I listened to this one podcast um, and the subject for it was polyamory. So it's a podcast with mostly comedians on it. It's by Moshi Kasher. So what the like purpose of the podcast is, is they'll bring in an expert of a topic. So in this case, for polyamory, they brought in Christopher Ryan. Um, he and his wife wrote a book on polyamory, but within humans in like early, early humans. So like pre-agriculture. So hunter and gatherers, those kinds of things. And they hypothesized like their point of the book is that because pre-agriculture humans didn't have the concept of property, why would they assume ownership over one lover in that? So then humans would be polyamorous. And a lot of their research goes into um, that of monkeys, so particularly chimps and bonobos. I feel like it's common knowledge that humans evolve from chimps you know we're closely related from chimpanzees unless you're christian um but we also are really closely related related to bonobos didn't really know what a bonobo is they look really similar if you have ever watched uh dawn of the planet of the apes the villain monkey and that is a bonobo which is funny because bonobos have never killed or raped another bonobo in nature or in captivity. So it was ironic that he played a villain. But, <clears throat> so pretty much their whole point. Oh, go ahead. This is just a question that kind of popped up in my head. But do you think that the reason, like, what's changed between, because you were saying in, like, hunter-gatherer societies, like, pre, or pre, yeah, pre-agriculture, that... Mm-hmm. Um, polyamory, even though, you know, they probably didn't call it that, that was practiced back then. Do you think that somehow, because I think that we can evolve to experience different emotions. Do you think that, I mean, because obviously monogamy is based, whatever people want to say, they can say, oh, I'm not a jealous person. I just want to be with one person. I think that 
a lot of it is based off of jealousy. So I'm wondering if something like for whatever reason we evolved to feel more jealous when a you know what I mean? well yeah we definitely evolved to like in- include an emotional aspect so they he kind of talks about that too um there's one frenchman this is from long 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 time ago um and he was visiting uh, an indigenous tribe i can't remember where this tribe was but he wrote about it because he was visiting them and, you know, they were having like a feast and everything and people were just, you know, fucking at the feast as they did. I, I was thinking, you know, like Dothraki wedding cause everyone was just fucking during that. Um, and the Frenchman said to like the chief that he was like, why are you okay with like your women just, sleeping with like having sex with anyone and the chief was like well i mean everyone looks like they're having a good time so like what's the issue (laughs) you know and then the frenchman said like well how will you know which children are yours and the chief was like you french are weird you only love your children we love all the children so you know there's there's zero ownership everyone can have sex wasn't something like that what happened with that and why we had monogamy was because of property, you know, the introduction of having property and having something to pass down. And because we entered a patriarchal society, it got passed down by men and then it, it got handed down by men and that's where marriage comes in. And then of course, Christianity comes in and that's kind of where the morality of it goes into play where, you know, it's more, you know, it's meant to be that, you know, you only have one wife, one love between this. And then that's where the emotions come in. Um, so his book isn't stating, he, he says this, you know, during it, you know, his book isn't stating trying to give advice to be polyamorous or anything like that. It's just stating that e- even though, you know, you may be monogamous, it's 100% okay to be monogamous, of course, because there are a lot of emotions that we've, you know, evolved in what our society has, things like that. But, you know, you can still look at other people with acknowledge that they're attractive and you shouldn't like beat yourself up over that or feel like you're a bad person because naturally that's just what you are as a primate. You know, that's your sheer nature as a primate. Primates are polyamorous. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it is insane to act like you're not attracted to other people, even when you're in a monogamous relationship, as long as you're not, if you and your partner have agreed, you're going to be monogamous. As long as you don't act on that, you can acknowledge if someone is attractive in your head. Like you're, it is okay. You're not like, just because you're with someone doesn't mean you automatically just think everyone else is ugly. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Right. And of course, you know, they go um, really deep into this and it's really funny because along with bringing in this expert, they also bring in more comedians to just kind of roast them the whole time. So I feel like, you know, if anyone's like me and is interested in, learning things but also has a short attention span this helps because there's a lot of haha's thrown in <laughs> this one has uh nick kroll and then nikki glasser glazer glasser i never know sorry nikki 
but yeah, so long story short, he was saying monogamy is not, not natural to humans. At our core, we are primates. And monogamy has only been within the last 10,000 years of humanity. And there's been 300,000 years of human existence. So, you know, in a span of things, for the majority of our existence, we were more than likely not monogamous. But let's talk about monogamy. It originally originated in ancient Rome for military reasons so this kind of goes along with property men would stay in the cities and then since they were living in those cities they would pay those cities taxes those taxes would go into it and then also those men would be members of that city's military and then when christianity came in and embraced monogamy it then created marriage which of course insists on two people reserving their bodies and desires for each other I found this and I swear I didn't make this up. This isn't just me making a joke about marriage and Christians. This is an actual quote that Christians have said about marriage. They have stated that marriage is an everlasting threesome with God. Okay. That's you took it too far. You took it genuinely too far. I didn't need to know that. Don't need to hear it. I yeah. thought you were about to say something like, marriage is hard work. Like what, people, nope. what straight couples always say. <laughs> Wait, so I have, a, I have a philosophical question from there. If you have a threesome with Christians, are you actually having a foursome? Uh, I guess it depends on whether you're a Christian or not, because I don't believe in God, so I'm just having a threesome. But I suppose if you're a Christian, I suppose you are. They would think they were having a foursome. Yeah. But you are having a threesome. Correct. Interesting. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I always just say, you know, in when that situation comes and anyone in an open or polyamorous situation, uh, communication is like your number one thing. Like, yeah. You'd I be surprised. How, because, you know, people are like, yeah, no, we communicate. We communicate. And the, like, no, you have to, like step up your communication like crazy yeah i mean i think that oh my gosh it looks like i have bangs because some people want to be open they want to be communicative with their partner about what they're doing what they're doing as far as other people but for me personally i feel like it would just it would just eat me alive so i would just rather not know yeah i mean that works yeah, I, it honestly probably depends on relationship to relationship. So don't feel bad if you don't want to know. But also, if you and your partner are open, uh, openly communicating about these things, that's good too. Either way. Either way, communicate about what you want or don't want. I will say polyamory is not for the weak. It is not. <laughs> it's not, not whatsoever. Um it, it is funny because like a lot of things within Christianity, uh, the church struggled to justify the monolithic order on romance, aka monogamous marriage, because there are no biblical passage that explicitly prohibit multiple partners or like multiple wives. Um, especially those passages where like they have kids with like other wives because, you know, 
you know, the Handmaid's thing. Uh, polyamory is illegal in the United States as far or polygamy. Polygamy is uh it's illegal in the United yes. States, as the sister wives have found out time and time again, running from the Utah police. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, just don't don't sign the form. I don't just right. don't be wise. Right. Have like, one wife. And be in a relationship. Have your main and then have all your sides. Then I you're think good. you had to keep divorcing each previous wife to marry to marry the next wife over a lot of drama. But now one of the sister wives is a lesbian, I think. Good for her. Yeah. Then the 18th century came around, and with the 18th century came romanticism. And this is what brought love-based marriages. So it came became more less about, like, religion or property or things like that, and more about mo- emotions and actual love. Um, so even within, like, the secular world, people who aren't religious, sexual monogamy became aligned with romantic commitment. Right? Um, so, yeah, that's what brought us to our current monogamous society, um, which, you know, is monogamous. I like to say, like, it's monogamous with an asterisk, you know, because... When have men as a whole been monogamous? <laughs> Good. You know what? Go ask Travis Scott because apparently he is in some hot water right now with King with Sweet Row or so, some girl that looks just like Kylie oh that he's been fucking or something. And I don't know. There's oh, a and lot Tristan? of Interesting. Oh. Literally, just look at the Kardashian family. You could just do a data on them. And that would just fit the data of all men throughout history forever. I mean, your stats aren't looking good, guys. The monogamy isn't there. Why just accept the fact that she's in an open relationship with Kristen (laughs) Thomas? This girl. That man could not stay loyal to you if you chained him to your bed. Like, or maybe that's the only way he could stay loyal. Like, literally lock him in the house and take away his phone. Adam Levine? Mm -mm. Oh, my God. Yep. Nope. Now... We're currently a monogamous society. You know, we do have mostly monogamous relationships, but that doesn't mean that everyone is committed because we do, we have transferred, you know, like 2000, 2010 current time into like the hookup culture and everything like that. And now I feel like it's super common to have situationships. So, of course, I had to run to Urban Dictionary to look up the definitions for situationship because they're always funny. My favorite one was when one or two motherfuckers take part in a relationship, but out of fear of making things serious or messy, do not label it, leading to said relationship ironically becoming more serious and messier. AKA, a situation is an emotional trauma in a gift box. Yeah. What do you think a situationship is? A situationship uh in straight relationships at least in my ass in in my experience was a man who treated you like absolute dog shit but then um occasionally would hit you up and be like what are you doing so then uh you would get ready at three o'clock in the morning to go over to his house because you think that he likes you and then you keep watching tiktok videos about how to tell if a guy likes you or not to try to figure out if your situation zip likes you turns out he really doesn't give a fuck about you babe that's my experience as far as men. I've only had one. Or I've had two girls in a situationship. Um, first one, great. No complaints. That was good. Right before I moved from Georgia. The second one, 
Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to talk about that on the Patreon. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that this girl, just as like a tidbit, this girl, <laughs> when I was cutting things off with her, not because. I wanted a relationship with her. I realized that I didn't want a relationship with her. She wasn't looking for a relationship. So I didn't feel like it was going to go anywhere. So I was like, I'm just going to cut things off so that I can like find somebody else that I Mm -hmm. enjoy hanging out with and stuff like that. And when I told her, she said, which when I told her, I was like, Hey, um, you know, I'm looking for something more serious and you're not. And I think that we should, you know, that we should cool it because, you know, what we're not looking for the same things. And I don't know why she took that as me saying, I want to be in a relationship with you. Which <laughs> I would have stated that if that were the case. But then she came back and said, yeah, well, I'm just like super busy all the time. But like, maybe I could like take you on a date like every two weeks. I oh, know. Thank you for giving me the, the crumbs of your time, babe. But no thanks. I'm okay. God like, bless. It would have been more respectful just to not say anything. <laughs> I mean, she took it really well until that happened. And I was like, so I just never responded. Because I was like, what is she talking about? I was like, does she think that I was talking about her? So, yeah. So that's some situationships. So the ones with women have not been as terrible as the ones with men, though. Those have been... I mean, the dignity. Also, women just go zero to 100 and then you're just in a whole ass relationship. (laughs) No, I mean, but like, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever done this before for a guy where, especially when I was younger, like, uh, like freshman year of college and like that in between period where like I would sit up with my makeup on just in case he asked me to hang out. Like I would sit up until 2 a.m. Yes. Just, like, oh my god. And then like have you ever taken off your makeup and then he eventually does hit you up and then you put your makeup back on? I've done that no, before. No, I never did that. I have done that before. That's how down bad I was. Down horrendously. I had been down with bad. I remember like my first relationship in college. We fought like every single day. What did we fight about? I wanted a relationship. He didn't. He didn't want me to talk to anyone that was a man. Just, even just as on a friendly basis and i was like but where's but what where's the relationship babe what? what what do you mean by that uh this is another embarrassing moment that i just thought of so when i was my last sneaky link so the last guy i was ever with <laughs> uh when he started treating me like absolute dog shit i was like no it's just and he literally told me like 10 times he's not want a relationship but i was like no nah, i'm gonna change his mind this was during quarantine too so we hung out like all the time and there was a time when I woke up in the morning and he would leave for work at like 6 a.m. And then I would leave at like 12 or one o'clock because he'd be at work until like six or something mm-hmm. like that because he was in the Navy. <laughs> and um, I remember one day I decided I was not going to make his bed to really put my foot down. You know what I mean? I was like, that'll show him like, I don't care about him anymore. I'm not even going to make your bed when I leave. Like I always did. Because I was like, he's going to see I'm wifey material, babe. <laughs> anyway, so I don't make the bed, right? I go home. I get a text from him a couple hours later. He's like, is everything okay? Because I didn't make his bed. When I told you I was so satisfied, I said, <laughs> oh my God, he noticed that I didn't make his bed. That means that he cares about me. I will say, I feel like I had so many more situationships with men I dated when I was still in the closet but I also don't remember them because I've repressed 
all of those times in my life. But it's like with women, situationships are just, I feel like, less common because women are direct with, like, their emotions and things like that. So it's like you can't even be guessing over here. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm also not doing, I'm not playing the game of, like, the, the long game of, like, oh, well, they're not looking for a relation. They told me straight up they're not looking for a relationship, but, like, maybe they'll want to eventually. If someone tells me straight off the bat I'm not looking for a relationship, I do understand that some people do end up in relationships after they said right off the bat, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for a relationship, right? I get that. Me, on the other hand, I would just rather find someone that is looking for something serious. That way, we're both looking for the same thing. Cool. Yeah, and in my opinion with that, too, like, it doesn't. It also doesn't mean like you know if you move on to someone else because they say that 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 door is like completely shut. You know because who you don't know what's gonna happen in your current relationship. Not saying it's gonna end anything like that, but you know you don't know what's gonna happen. So I always say like I think it's good to leave the door open. I didn't leave not like open, <laughs> but yeah, no, not leave the door open. That's that was the wrong wording. I just meant like. Well, kind of how, like, you left it, kind of just get out of it instead of drag it along. Because if it's going to happen, it'll happen. And if it's not, it's not. You know, there's no point in, like, hanging on to it. Just, like, cut it off nicely as you want, if you want to, or don't. Um, Because if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, they could always come back later on, or they couldn't. Don't, Don't wait around for stuff when they've clearly told you it's not what you currently want yeah if they were like i mean some people kind of bullshit you and be like oh well you know i'm not looking for something serious but if it happens it happens they they are not looking for a relationship so don't sit there and think oh i'm gonna change their mind now if you want the same thing if you're kind of like i'm not looking for a relationship but you know if something stumbles along something stumbles along then maybe you guys would be perfect for each other but if you know in your heart that you are looking for something serious Uh Don't fuck around with people that don't want something serious, which... And you're just going to get your feelings hurt. Yeah, and I mean, like, when I first met, like, on our first date, I didn't think that she was looking for anything serious just based off of her personality, but turns out that she was, so that we ended up together. We fell in love in October, that's why... Sorry, I my eye drops in my eyes, that's why I was closing my eye. Please, please cue girl in red. Oh my god. Yeah, no girl in red. It's like the reverse lesbian curse. All lesbians fall in love in October. It's because we have to because of the song. Like it's mandatory. That. And then they break up in what? What what is the lesbian June? July. July. That's when the lesbian curse rolls around. I don't have a good track record and I've told her, like <laughs> you know, everyone does a one eighty, so I'm kinda just sitting here waiting for that to happen. Yeah. Well, I will say that once you start dating women, the games pretty much stop. I'm not going to say every girl, you know, because there's still girls out there who are like players, quote unquote. But for a majority, you're not going to have to be like, oh, does she like me? You'll know. You'll know if she likes you. You will 100% know. So you won't have to be like, oh, does he like, like, because anytime those videos come up on my my TikTok, which very rarely they do, since obviously like more lesbian content is directed towards me. But Mm -hmm. anytime I see those videos, they're like, how to get him to like you, like things to to do. Thank God I don't have to watch these anymore. I used to literally be so upset that like men would not want to date me and just have sex with me. (laughs) Nauseating disgusting well also yeah with women you know 
if they like you or not, no one is going to be over here playing games except for Hey Mamas, which just avoid them and you're good. Yeah, if you see a Hey Mamas, which one, what is a Hey Mamas, McConnell? Please tell the people what is a Hey Mamas. You know what a Hey Mamas is. It's, it's, it's the attitude. It's, it, is, it is the personification of a fuckboy within a lesbian. They embody the player man. I think the term Hey Mom, wait, let's look it up on Urban Dictionary. What does Urban Dictionary say a Hey Mamas is? Because straight people might not know what a Hey Mamas is. Urban Dictionary, a Hey Mamas is a masculine lesbian that has an undercut and a top bun and a tight Nike bra. And they say Hey Mamas to girls to attract them. It's reminding me of, uh, if, it, go look up Lundy on tic, on uh, oh my Instagram. Do you know who Lundy is? No, Lundy I is the ob- embodiment. I was obsessed with Lundy in, how old? I was probably like 13 or 14, you know? And <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I'm straight. But of course, Lundy sucks now. We hate her. Um, but yeah, she was like the first <laughs> Hey Mamas. And then they just evolve from there. Well, I'm, I'm trying to find her Instagram right now, but I can't find it. I don't know what her actual Instagram name is. She might be Shadow Yeah. No, I'm talking about on Instagram. I don't know. I don't know, but she's definitely, she's just the hey mamas all around. If you guys find her Instagram, you'll know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. She's scary. I think the term actual hey mamas is because that's their like that's their line. line. Yeah. To get you. Yeah. Is like, hey, mamas, blah, blah, blah. That's what it is. So that's why they're called hey, mama's lesbian. I have occasionally found a hey, mama's lesbian attractive on TikTok. Never in real life have I ever seen a hey, mama's. And I was like, I want them. But on TikTok, I feel like, you know, everybody's caught on TikTok. So I can't say the same thing, unfortunately, but that's okay. Um, I did get the egg. Like, I've never gotten the egg with women. And then I did get the egg. We're so glad to be back. And we're, I'm not exactly sure what our next episode is going to be. We have a, but like, I have a list in our notes. I know we were talking about it the other day, but we, of course, just don't have it right here, right now. If you guys have anything that you guys have been wanting us to talk about, you know, since we have been gone and you've been missing listening to your voices and you're like, oh my God, I wish they would come on this Wednesday and talk about this. Go ahead, email us, lesbianspodcast at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can message us on Instagram at Lesbians Podcast. Um, and, of course, if you would like to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash lesbianspod. Yep. So we will see you guys or talk to you guys next week. So it's going to be the date episode, the worst date episode. Then this then will be. Like, yeah. And then we'll up. be back in our regular scheduled programming. So thank you guys for hanging in there with us. Yeah. Thank you. See you guys next week. Kiss See you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye.